Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. We, we planned a home birth, yes. And the second your pregnancy becomes abnormal, all of that whole plan goes out the window, right? So what happened to me was that I, my bag of waters broke at 28 and a half weeks. Oh my God, Kelly. <sighs> it was crazy. to begin. I I don't even know where to begin. She recently had a baby and I'm like, oh my gosh, please do Katie's crib. Uh, You all know her as Dr. Maggie Pierce, Meredith Grey's half-sister on the ABC huge drama series Grey's Anatomy. Have you heard of it? Except that I first met her on Scandal because she was also on Scandal. But you know her from a million other things, like Castle, Netflix's animated series, Harvey Girls Forever, thriving, 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 glorious career. 
Kelly McCreary is also very active in supporting voting rights, reproductive rights, protecting and uplifting black girls and women. She is a board member for Equal Justice Society. She's a celebrity ambassador for Michelle Obama's When We All Vote. My goodness gracious. She is married to director Pete Chapman. The two recently introduced their daughter, Indigo Wren, into the world last October. That name is glorious, Kelly. I can't. Thank you so much for coming on Kelly's uh, Kelly's Crib. Yeah, let's call it Kelly's Crib today. The sequel. <laughs> Katie's branching out. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, that was such a Freudian slip. I love it. Should we like make this happen? Okay. <laughs> First and foremost, you let's let's take it back a second. Okay, we met on Scant. Did we meet on Scandal or did we meet before that? I think we met on, wait a minute, it's possible, did we meet through Amy before that? We might have gone on a hike before Scandal. I think so. We have a lot of mutual, wonderful friends. But I yes. remember you coming on Scandal, and I remember yeah. people whispering in the makeup hair trailer that, have you guys met and worked or had any scenes with Kelly McCreary yet on this show? Because this girl is a fucking star. Like, that's what I remember <gasps> attached to you. And then it was in one second that you were scooped up and put on Grey's as, like, the most pivotal role that's happened in the last, like, billion oh years God. of that show. So I'm so flattered. Us, that's the memory that I attached with you was, like, people being like, holy shit, this girl's a fucking star. And I was like, holy shit, this girl's a fucking star. And now you're a star and a mommy. So curious. <laughs> You and your husband met on the set of Grey's Anatomy, yes? Yeah, correct. And yes. you got married in 2019, and was parenthood always on the agenda? Like, was it something that both of you knew you wanted to do? Was it something you knew as a little girl, like you always wanted to be a mom, or was it not something like that for you? Not at all. I did not think that I wanted to be a mom. You know, I... I just, I really appreciated how hard it was, right? Like how hard being a mom is. My, my, my parents had four kids and it was, it's really a lot of time and effort and work and attention and love. And it's like, I just, I thought with my life, the life that I wanted, which was, you know, I was, my ambitions were so humble in the beginning. I, I just wanted to be like a theater actor. And I just had a really hard time imagining, I mean, not just a theater actor. Theater actors are amazing. What I mean is like the kind of theater actor <laughs> that goes from town to town doing regional plays and, and makes, shit. you know, yeah. a, a few hundred bucks a week, you know, because that's all I needed to live on. I was just, you know a young um, person without many material needs. And I just thought like, how would I ever fit a child into this life that I love? I thought, this is what I really want to do. This is what I'm really focused on now is building up my career and having these experience and playing these characters and being a creative person in the world. And I just, I didn't know how to add being a mom to that. So I was like, eh. I could take it or leave it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, no, no, yeah. It wasn't like it was more important. You felt your priorities was artist. That was your priority. And yeah. it is it yes, is it not incredibly practical to be a traveling nomadic 
artist and be a mom. It just doesn't fit. I remember Lori Metcalf, who I look up to so much. You guys all know her. She's on the Connors and she's amazing. But like she didn't play. She she's a diehard theater actor. Diehard. And she had gave birth to Zoe Perry. And that's when she took Jackie on Roseanne. Because she was like, I literally couldn't find nannies that would just show up at 7 p.m. so I could make my 8 p.m. curtain. <laughs> literally. Like, mean... She was like, I have to take Jackie. Like, I have to take Roseanne. Change the course of her life. But seriously, it does not fit. Okay, so that's your priority. It's ho- Yeah. So that was my priority. And then it wasn't really for me. And then, you know, I kind of reached my 30s and I was like, well, you know, it's, it may not happen. And that's totally fine with me. And, um, and then I met Pete. And we kind of just knew right away that we were going to be together. And um, so it wasn't long before he was like, we had to have a real kind of come to Jesus. And, uh, (laughs) and he was like, look, you know, I, if we're going to continue going down this road, you can't be ambivalent about having kids because I want to have children. Wow, I just got goosebumps. I'm so into this guy and like his communication <laughs> skills. Like I'm so into oh. just him knowing himself. Like it's great. Yes. It's wonderful to have a partner with self-awareness and emotional intelligence. And he's a director, so, like, he really knows how to, like, direct. You know what I mean? He's like, this is what I want, and it's yes or no. Like, whatever. Okay, great. Yeah, and have clarity and communicate with love about it. Yeah. And and so we had the conversation. It was like, yeah, I mean, I guess, do I, I want a life with this person? Uh, yes. And do, do if that involves kids, am I okay with that? And I did kind of like have a weekend of freaking out and talking to my girlfriends like, oh my God, I have children. You know, I had to make up my mind about it right this second, right? I did. I had to like make up my mind. And um, what I realized was that my, my, my big fear around it was sort of being in a situation where traditional gender roles were played out in parenting, right? Where like the bulk of the load fell on mom and I would wind up having to make all the sacrifices and doing a lot of things on my own. And and I realized it wouldn't be that way with the person that I had chosen. I could reimagine what motherhood for me would actually look like, you know, and having a family with Pete would actually look like. You know, and also articulate that and sort of work together with my husband to like think about how we would approach our parenting and what our expectations were. And it and just reframing it that way, it, it sounded like a great idea. I was like, yeah, kids, sure, yeah. I love this. Absolutely. Yeah. I love this. So once you guys decided and you got married, how was your fertility journey? Was it hard? Was it easy? Was it magical? Was it tell me all those things. Well, of course. So having said all of that, that like, I didn't really need to be convinced, but we did have to have a conversation about it. Um, once we had that conversation, got married, I was like, well, we got to get this party started. You know, I'm not getting any younger here. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a female thing. It's like, no, 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 no. And then once you decide that you want it, it's like right now. This has to happen right fucking now. That's so common. Like, I know so many women, even that have come on this podcast, where it's like, uh, 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 kind of hem and haw. And then once you make a decision, it's like, we're, this needs to happen yesterday. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of, you know, of course, 
it, I, I'm, I'm accelerating a little bit. You know, I did, it was about a year before that feeling kind of set in where I was like, okay, wow, we've been married a year. Let's go, let's go. So our fertility journey, it, I expected it to be difficult. You know, I don't know why. I guess I just thought like, that's the nature of life these days. Everybody kind of has, um, I know a lot of people who have needed support and help along their journey. And I was prepared for that because I, I, I don't know, I guess it's something I do in my mind to sort of play out, you know, challenging scenarios and prepare myself for them. Yeah, worst case scenario or something. Yeah, of course, of course. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, let's assume this might take a while and we might need some interventions. So let's get started now. And I sort of had this timeline of like, okay, we'll try on our own for a few months and then maybe we'll get scientific about it after X amount of time and then, you know, et cetera. So, you know, we just basically took the goalie out of the net and um, we, but we weren't really trying in a very intentional way, like in in terms of like timing, right? (laughs) There's like a very limited window of time during which you can get pregnant. Yeah, very. I think it's like the day you ovulate. I think I was reading, I think that even the day, if you were to nail it, the 12 hours that you're ovulating, I think it's still only less than a 15% chance that you actually get pregnant. Like it's not easy, which it's like, God, when you're a teenager, you're like, if a dick gets near my vagina, I'm pregnant. If a dick gets near, like I remember- Oh my God. I was like, if I even see semen from six feet away, I'm going to get pregnant. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm going to guess that it wasn't hard because yeah, you prepped it yourself. wasn't. But, oh, what a miracle. But you know what's funny is that um, we did wind up just doing the, um, the ovulation tests uh, after like a couple of months. And at the same time, I was like, well, let's go ahead and also freeze some embryos because if we decide to do this again, you know, let's be prepared and we can also take our time and not worry about like having to rush into another pregnancy if we're concerned about my age or anything like that or both of our ages or anything. So I was actually about to start the process of embryo freezing, um, I was taking the estrogen that they give you to prepare your um, eggs so that they for extraction. And, you know, you start taking that like a couple of days before your period's supposed to start. And I didn't get my period. And I was like, oh my God, my period's been like clockwork all these years. And wouldn't you know, this estrogen is fucking with my period on this month. And like a week later, I was like, I still haven't gotten my period. This is so weird. And I was on the phone with Aya Cash. Lover. Actually, lover, mutual lover. friend of ours. Yes, lover. So and, and she was like, you know, how's it going? And I was like, you know, girl, of course. Look at the, I'm not getting my period. And um, she was like, why don't you take a pregnancy test to find out if you're pregnant? And I was like, I mean, I guess. I don't know why. Like, we had been trying to get pregnant. I don't know I what, why it didn't occur to me. I love it. I love because your ha- Because your sights were so set on embryo freezing. Your sights were so set on like, okay, I'm going to freeze my eggs. And I'm going to be like, you were doing all the sort of executive functioning, which is like, how do I plan and control something that's uncontrollable? But. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's such a great framing for what came next. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sure enough, I was not. Um, a- I we were not able to um, 
preserve embryos that month because I was in fact pregnant already. The moment you found out that you were pregnant and you peed on a stick after you called Aya and she was like, take a pregnancy test. What were your immediate thoughts and how did your husband take it? <laughs> My, I was just shocked. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I was genuinely surprised. I, I, I was so prepared to go down this challenging road and, um, and my husband's response when I called him, he was directing, he was at work. And so when I called, when I texted him and said, like, call me, he thought it was an emergency, which duh, like I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but he called back immediately. He was like, what's, he's calling from Video Village, his, his all soda voce, you know, he's like, what's going on? What's going on? What's up? And I was like, oh, well, oh no, 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 call me back later. Call me back later. And he's like, no, no, you have to tell me now what it is. And I said, well, I just took a test and I'm pregnant. And he said, that's what's up. <laughs> that was his, his exact words. I love it so So measured. Much. Oh, I love it. Did you feel <laughs> when you realized that you were pregnant and that this was already going differently than you had prepared yourself for it to go? Were you afraid? Were you excited? Were you relieved? Like, what was your immediate? I was relieved. Good. I was relieved. I was like, okay, great. That saves us, you know, that potential um, heartache or headache or, you know, whatever I had. Of course, I knew that there were, you know, we still had a long road to go to a viable pregnancy for one thing and then to actually (laughs) the child being there. But I was relieved that that everything worked. I guess, you know, that's just a question. I'd never been pregnant before, you know, I, okay. I, I managed to get pregnant. That, that was a successful thing. So I was, I felt relieved. I, um, I was really excited. I was like, wow, this is really happening. This thing that we said we're going to do, it's, it's actually, you know, we're kicking it off. And, and I was a little bit like, oh damn. Okay. Now we, we, there's no more time to get ready. It's happening now. I guess I thought, you know, the other thing about, um, going through the process of the, the more scientific process, um, or well, with scientific interventions, um, that kind of bought you a little, bought me a little more time to get, um, mentally prepared or something. But, um, here I was. Here you are. I always think like to like the nine, 10 month pregnancy, which you did not have, and we will talk about that, is the (laughs) the time to sort of get mentally prepared. Like, I'm always like, people are like, oh my God, I'm not ready. I'm pregnant. I'm like, well, you don't have to be ready today. You still have time to like wrap your head around this. Um, How was the pregnancy experience for you before we get into the labor part of it? But like pregnancy, like, like, were you sick? Were you not sick? Were you glowing? Were you in a stride? Did you love it? Did you hate it? The first six weeks were great. <laughs> Felt fine. Um, was exercising. I was eating. And very quickly and without ever turning back, it got, I got hyperemesis gravidarum. Gravidarum. What? I didn't know you had that. You were barfing like every day? Oh, every all day, every day. My God. I didn't know anything about it until I watched Amy Schumer's HBO documentary of her pregnancy where she also had it. It's the most fucking realist, fucked up shit I've ever. And, and also scary because 
the baby has to be getting nutrients and and it's and it's scary and a lot of stress on a pregnancy on the on the on the baby and on the mom right no and there is a there's like a continuum like amy schumer's i haven't seen the doc but from what i understand hers was super severe and extreme. And I, I listened to podcasts and, and read articles about it. And there were women who like couldn't keep water down until like month seven, you know, and I, I didn't have quite that extreme version of it. But there was not a day that went by that I did not get sick, need to take a drug, and was totally incapacitated, like starting around month four, I was basically like laid up. <laughs> Um, Were you shooting during this time? Were you shooting? At ten, no, I wrapped at 12 weeks. And at 10 weeks, <laughs> my SI joint slipped. You know, so like that hormone relaxing. <laughs> yeah, it's a biggie for pregnant people. <laughs> that hormone people. relaxing. Yeah, and it usually happens a lot further down the line, like at least a couple of months in. But for me, it happened... Um, uh, at, at week 10, which was also a week I was first hospitalized for the, for sickness. And, uh, and, and then I went back to work and shot because that was our COVID season on Grays. And that was the, the first scenes I shot all year long where I wasn't in scrubs and sneakers. And I was in Louboutins and a wedding dress. And I was like in terrible pain and like vomiting. It was just, uh, a shit show. Um, Holy so, shit. So, but then we wrapped. Yeah, but then we wrapped at, at week 12 for me. And um, and so I was on my hiatus when I was really, really sick. Um, yeah, I tried traveling. You know, my husband was working in New York and I tried being there with him. And I was so uncomfortable. You know, I, I wound up going back home and just kind of being by myself. My sisters came to visit. I went and visited my mom and I was like, I gotta go home. You know, it was just, it wow. was, um, it was, yeah, but you know, I don't know. I guess even then I was like, this is terrible and I never want to do this again. But I thought that would be the worst of it until one day. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. So tell me now, this is huge. Let's go through Indy's birth story. Um, Indy arrived, uh, we know via people, Indy arrived several weeks early. In October 3rd is her birthday, October 3rd, 2021. My son's birthday is October 2nd, 2021. We've got our Libra babies. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So take us through. I know um, you guys had originally planned a home birth, and here we are. Here we have it. The pregnancy did not go according to total plans with the sickness, and now here we have the birth story also total surrender of not being able to plan or control what happened. Take us through it. Yeah. Well, you know, when I, when we were trying to get pregnant and then in the early days of my pregnancy, I was doing so much reading about pregnancy and childbirth. And I was really just shocked by how little I knew and how little of it is mainstream knowledge considering that it happens to so many people. And I thought like, there were just like vocabulary words. And I was like, how do I not know about this thing that ha- it happens invariably to any birthing person? But like relaxin is a hormone. Why didn't I ever hear about this? You know, of course, there are a lot of bodily functions and disease and pathologies and all kinds of things that that we don't know anything about. But like, Childbirth is so normal, and yet it's like it's so weirdly on the margins, just I think because it happens largely to women to women exactly i i I was doing all this reading, shocked by how much how little i I, I didn't know in order to make an informed choice about how I wanted my how I wanted to do my pregnancy, how I wanted to do my birth and and all of those things, and ultimately. We, we planned a home birth, yes. And we had a doula and we had a midwife. And I didn't even have an OB that I was working with at the time because I was like, you know, I will I don't need one. I'm covered with um, these other medical professionals. And I am 
that whole plan was contingent on having what you call a normal pregnancy. The second your pregnancy becomes abnormal, all of that whole plan goes out the window, right? So what happened to me was that I, my bag of waters broke at 28 and a half weeks. Oh my God, Kelly, how fucking scary. It was crazy. It, it was weird. The dawning of it was slow for me. I didn't know how scary that was at first. Like as soon as I found out the bag of waters broke, I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know what? Okay. So how do we close it? You know, how do <laughs> and um, the nurse in the hospital very kind of ungently said to me, like, you can't leave until this baby comes very dramatic. And I was like, you know, for, so for 12 weeks, I'm going to be in the hospital. What? You know, it also didn't occur to me that like that meant the baby was going to come sooner than later. I certainly wasn't going to make it to 40 weeks. Um, and everything that I thought that I knew about how to take care of myself during pregnancy also went out the window because suddenly you're extremely vulnerable to infection. Your baby is vulnerable to infection and all of the choices that you would have made, like none of those are available as options anymore. Prenatal yoga on Tuesdays and Thursdays and like eating this thing or whatever. No, it literally yeah. becomes like my water broke, which means that now the baby is no longer in an enclosed protected sack, that it is open. Right. And so now this is totally medical. And if yes. you had made a home birth choice, all of a sudden, none of these are options anymore, which is like really, really wild. Right. And it was, it just was a constant, I mean, I was in the hospital for almost six weeks and it was just every day it was like, wait, I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, nobody could guarantee me anything, but the thing that the team was most trying to help me do to still, the one thing I could still hold on to was at least to try to have a vaginal birth. But that meant that, um, you know, I would have to do it early because if you wait too long, then you run the risk of having to have an emergency C-section. And then you don't even get to have the kind of C-section when you're conscious for it and can still watch it happening, you know? And so it was obviously all, just all very high stakes. And and every day, I just, I had such a hard time. I was so sad, you know? It was like a daily grieving what I wanted and a daily grieving of the fact that like, everything was so out of my control and, and so scary for the baby, you know? Um, for example, I keep telling people like, of course, you know, a hospital is not, they can't force you to do anything. They can't force you to stay, but you are a mother now. And, and if I had chosen to go home because I thought maybe, you know, I would be fine there if I just did my bed rest from there. I ran the risk of not getting to the hospital in time, you know, to to deliver my baby safely. And so you can't safely make that choice without going like, yeah, but what if something happens? What if something happens? And um, I, you know, was going to have to do things their way. Wow, this is so wild, Kelly. I'm so, I'm just I'm so quiet. I'm very rarely quiet, but I'm just like really feeling you right now. Like I'm just really feeling this experience and this this loss of letting truly letting go of any ideas you had of how this was going to go and what you wanted and that it it just really wasn't about that. Yeah. 
So medically, your water breaks, you go to the hospital, and did they do some sort of procedure where they sew it closed? Or or how no. does that work? No, yeah. So it's interesting. So I, I didn't have like the, the kind of water break where that happens right before giving birth. It wasn't a gush. It wasn't a gush. It wasn't it was a like gush. A trickle. Okay, okay. Trickle. It was a leak. Exactly. So I had actually been leaking for a couple hours, which I didn't realize because, you know, when you're pregnant, you have all kinds of could discharge. I didn't know what was Could be pee. Could be discharge. We happening. don't know what the fuck. The fluids are fucking weird and often. So you're like, I don't <laughs> exactly. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I've been leaking for a few hours and then I spoke to my midwife, I spoke to the doula and then, and eventually we went to the hospital and that's when I found out that it was, you know, the bag of waters had broken. And so what they did right away was give me, um, an antibiotic, which, um, that was to like head off any infection because now you've got this exposure to your own organs, but also to the baby. And so the first thing they do is give you a whole bunch of antibiotics. But that also, interestingly, and I don't totally understand how this works, but it also helps to um, uh, slow the the labor process. Because when the bag of water breaks, that's telling your body it's time to deliver this baby. And you don't want to do that at 28 and a half weeks if you can avoid it, you know. So... We didn't want her to come that early. You know, I guess once I realized we were going, she was going to come early no matter what, within, I think it's, oh my God, am I going to get this right? Now, once your bag of water breaks, most women, or no, 50% of women will give birth within that first 72 hours. If you make it past that 72 hours, the next 50% of that group of women will give birth within the next week. So that was the race, right? It's like to keep the baby in first for the 72 hours. Okay, we checked that box off. And then we made it to a week and they were like, great. Okay, now you should be able to get to 32 weeks. And at 32 weeks, we worry a lot less about a preemie baby and um, you'll be in good shape. So I make it past 32 weeks and they're like, awesome, let's get to 34 weeks. And at 34 weeks, we got to take the baby out because at this point, you've had this rupture for so long that it's also telling your placenta that your placenta's job is done. The baby's not getting food anymore on nutrients on the inside. Good Lord, this is such a science. Exactly. The baby's not getting, may not be getting what it needs anymore after a certain point. And it's dangerous for you, right? Because if you birth the placenta while the baby's still in there, like that's a whole dangerous situation, right? And actually, I'm not even totally sure if that was the exact, that way I just described it was the exact risk. But like, you don't want to, you don't want the placenta to call it quits before the baby comes out. And you had been on bed rest in the hospital. Were you allowed to take walks in the hallway? Were you eating? Were you post-mating food? Was your husband coming and spending the night here and there? Like, what was, I mean, oh my God. Yeah, well. Did you sleep at all? Did you sleep? Like, I I did. I did. I slept. I, I, listen, it was my third trimester. We had postponed a lot of stuff that we were supposed to get done during this pregnancy until that time. So I was busy. Okay. I was like, we were, were trying to set up the nursery. nursery. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you were doing yeah. Okay. You know, we had a lot of stuff to do. We hadn't found a pediatrician. You know, we, we had, we, our house is under construction. You know, we were like running a, a construction project that was just, we, I was very busy in the hospital, but yes, I was not on, um, technical bed rest because I was allowed, I got up and walked every day. They encouraged me to, in fact. And, and, and I was, 
allowed a visitor a day outside. Um, and so I had oh, incredible. Oh, that's, that's nice. Oh. oh, my God. Yes. My good friend, my dear, dear, wonderful friend, Milton, Dr. Milton Little, he came to visit me almost every single day because he was, you know, he was in the hospital and he would just come and talk to me. And we just, it was like, and, and of course, my incredible husband spent every single night on a cot and he was working he was directing i see why you picked him for so many reasons <laughs> i see why you picked this and why he's yeah. so lucky to have you he knows we were in it together we made sure to be um you know that neither of us were going through that experience alone it was scary for both of us right and um so he would work during the day go home and open the mail and open the packages and let the dog out you know after work and then come and and get most days he was able to get there in time for postmates for dinner and you know in the beginning the u.s open tennis was on so we would enjoy nice. that <laughs> Nice. We just we oh just settled into God. a new normal of this weird, you know, hospital life and and he spent literally every single night in the hospital. Yeah. Wow, what a gem. So you make it to 34 weeks and the doctor says We made it to 33 and 3, which is different than 34. And then what happens? How does labor go down? Um, so I started to feel contractions in around, I believe it was like two or 2.30 in the morning. And every day they were monitoring me and the baby. And I'd been told like, oh, you're having contractions. Do you feel them? And I was like, I don't feel them at all. And so finally, when I started to feel them, I was like, oh, I should probably tell somebody about this. So I wait about a half hour to see if they're coming consistently. And sure enough, they were coming every five minutes. I woke up Pete. We tracked them together for about another half hour. And then I called in the nurse and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm contracting consistently. And it's been going on for about an hour. And well, they put me on the monitor, which I hated. I hated being on that monitor. I hated that baby monitor. And uh, and then um, the contractions kind of went away by 6 a.m., I was back to, you know, just regular hospital living. And, um, but the team of doctors had decided, <laughs> they were like, yeah, this is, that's a sign. You know, we, we got to get this baby out. Um, we don't want to run the risk of, a, of it being an emergency situation. And so we decided to induce that day. And it all happened really, really fast. Um, the decision was made really quickly and suddenly I was packing up the room I'd been living in for six weeks and waiting for my husband to wrap shooting so that we could move over into labor and delivery. And um, we induced uh, by Pitocin, which was like, oh, I didn't want to do Pitocin. And, you know, I don't want to prejudice anybody. There's there's nothing inherently necessarily bad, especially in a situation like mine, about using Pitocin. But I just, uh, you know, I, I didn't want it. I just didn't No, want you it. have your triggers, you know, like, you know, in your gut, like what you want there. It doesn't have to there doesn't have to be a reason for it. You're just like, I really didn't want right. to fucking do that. And you did. I didn't. I didn't. <sighs> and so, you know, like I, 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 <laughs> I had a total breakdown, actually. I had a little baby tantrum. Okay. And I was like, it's always going to be about something. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the first either. Let me tell you something. After all that time in the, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> in the hospital, it was, I guess, the last that I had and <laughs> before the baby came. 
And, um, and it took exactly 24, maybe 25 hours to actually start um, active labor after that. And I was so upset that whole time because I thought we're inducing and the baby's not ready. Nothing's happening. The baby's not ready. Let's just go back to the maternal fetal care unit and, and let the baby cook a little longer. She doesn't want to come. Stop, stop the induction. Stop. <laughs> and, um, then finally at, a, at hour 25, um, the real contraction starting and it was back labor, of course, cause oh, you know, fuck. it couldn't be easy. No, for those listening, back labor basically (laughs) means she's all the pressure is going to your lower back and the way that her position is, 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 uh, real painful, real bad, real bad. Oh, it was, it was awful. So did you have an epidural? So I, I endured back labor for about eight hours and then I had an epidural and I passed out for four hours. Hours. I was asleep while that the rest of my labor took place and they woke me up and said, you should, you know, it's almost time to start pushing. And, um, you know, they gave me time to get my wits about me and they gave me and Pete some time alone. And we had like a lovely tender moment right before the baby came and, uh, you know, to ourselves to acknowledge the, the giantness <laughs> of the moment and have the end of that like harrowing journey. And, and, um, we were almost there and then we came and I pushed for about 45 minutes only. Um, and out she came, she was in pretty good shape, but she was early. So she did, she did have to go to the NICU right away. Um, I mean, I got to help hold her for a bit first right after she was cleaned off, but because her lungs were just a little, not not quite. How long was Indigo in the NICU? 33 days. Oh. Yeah. My God. That is so much longer than I was expecting you to say. That's crazy. You know, I think people were trying to, like, not inspire a, a sense of dread <laughs> and foreboding in me. But while I was in the maternal fetal care unit, everyone said like, oh, if she gets to 34 weeks, like she could be out, you know, she could be out of the NICU within a few days, maybe a couple of weeks, probably a couple of weeks, you know? And so every day that ticked by after two weeks, I was like, what the hell? Like, when can I take my baby home? And, um, she needed to learn how to eat, right? Like she, she came so early that her lungs weren't, she didn't have the stamina to do the suck, swallow, breathe reflex, um, long enough to get a full feeding. So like your baby's got to, you got to be able to take a baby home and, and, and feed it. Otherwise <laughs> you're going to have some real problems. So that's what we were sort of still in the NICU for, but I started to have this sense of like, maybe she would be doing better at home. And, and am I doing the right thing? Are we doing the right thing by by keeping her here? And they're, the goal for them, bless their hearts, you know, they know what they're doing, absolutely. But their goal is to get that baby to eat by bottle. And it was very important to me of all of the things that I had given up, you know, all you the plans I had given up. And yeah, I wanted to breastfeed. And, and we, when we made our attempts, we could. And, but... In order to get her out of the NICU, their main concern was that she eat by bottle, but being fed by by the nurses there. And I was 
you know, very insistent that Pete and I be involved at as many feedings as possible, either by doing the feeding ourselves or me breastfeeding, because we we didn't just want to take home a baby that could like hit all the the check boxes and hit all the markers of of getting out of the NICU, but that like was bonded to us and had an a, adjustment into the the life they were going to have you know, or she was going to have when we took her home. And, and, and so then I started to feel like, oh my God, are my interventions getting in the way of her getting out of here? We were supposed to be out of here at two weeks. You what know? And, and it was just what a total mind fuck, total mind fuck. And fuck. My, my you're like, I want to breastfeed and get the skin to skin connection because that's going to heal her. And my breast milk is going to heal her. But then you're like, fuck. But then like, she obviously needs the calories and the, the stamina to eat, which they are helping her with here. So like, it's this delicate dance of, well, obviously you nailed it because she's six months old and she's healthy and thriving. And so whatever ended up happening. It worked out. Yeah. To get her out. But look, what's so fucking crazy about this mind fuck of motherhood is that it really makes you in the present moment. And so whatever hurdles you were dealing with six months ago aren't the hurdles you're dealing with today and so I can't even hurt- remember half yeah of those you can't even that's what I mean ago. and at that time they're the biggest most so fucking acute. so acute and then you get to this one and it's like you know you're facing whatever indies things are today which won't be what they are in a month from now what did it feel like when you finally brought her home I mean, I'm going to get emotional about it now, but, um, I was, we were just so relieved. We're so relieved that our deal was over and, you know, the NICU experience in some ways was really, um, gave us kind of a soft place to land as parents. You know, we, we went home at night and slept in our beds, which I hadn't done for six weeks. Right. So like, and if I, we had brought the baby right home, it wouldn't have been like that. You know, somebody else, somebody with incredible expertise, um, was taking care of my baby so that I could sleep at night. Um, and actually I couldn't take care of her during that time anyway. And rest and restore your body, which had been through major trauma in that you were on bed rest and you were in a hospital for six weeks, throwing up a lot before it's like okay you did it you carried this baby as long as your body could do it and then you went home and you rested so that 33 days later when she would need you around the clock you were probably in a better physical state yeah well I mean look I I, I was sleeping at home but we weren't getting a ton of rest because I was I was first of all waking up and pumping in the middle of the night Yeah, yeah 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 you know Pete was working a little bit at that time and and I was at the hospital every single day, all day long, for as many hours as I possibly could be before I would go home and go to bed and clean up my pump parts and everything. And so I just so, see you. I see <laughs> you. I see you in this time. I can like see you and I are so similar in this. Like you're probably can like you just anything. Imagine, like, I can imagine you because you're such, you're so on it and you're so just, if there is something to be done, you are going to fucking do it. And I'm sure that you were just in I the try. Yeah, no, it was, 
Yeah, we were we were there all day, every day. And so that was like exhausting. But at the same time, we learned so much. Pete and I don't know anything about infants. Like neither of us knew anything about infants. So like all that stuff that like you leave the hospital with maybe like a pamphlet about and maybe you've read a book and have decided how you want to do things. But like the the moment to moment work of keeping a baby alive, we watched professionals do for 33 days. And and so when we brought her home, we were actually really confident, you know, and and I think we didn't worry about things like that a lot of parents worry about, you know, like, oh, my God, is she breathing? I was like, I can I can see that she's breathing. Like, I know what it looks like when she's breathing. You know, I know what it looks like when she's in distress of, of any kind. You know, I, I just I think that we were pretty um, confident and relatively relaxed to how we, we would have been. Let me not compare to anybody else. I think I would have gotten her home under their circumstances and like, oh, my God, what now? But I definitely... Um, you know, we were like, great, she's home. Let's do this. We know what to do. We know what we want to do. Holidays are coming up, you know, let's, let's enjoy life, family life. Finally, finally. I, my God, applaud you, Kelly McCreary. (laughs) I applaud you for this journey, this, I mean, my God, like this is all like just such warrior mom medals through and through and your husband too. Well, first I just want to say like the reason that I wanted to share that story and in, in detail um, was because once we were in the hospital, people started coming out of the woodwork. Oh, people yeah. in our lives were like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My baby came early. Oh yeah. I was on bed rest. And these are really difficult experiences. They're frightening, they're painful, they're like, they mess with your head and all of your expectations. And, and they're so common. (laughs) They're so common. And we kind of just take it as a given because yeah, like childbirth is common. People have kids all over the place. Like, obviously we've been doing it since time immemorial, having children, but it is still a big deal. You're on the brink there. Like you're in a life and death situation for yourself and your child. And we just take it like it's no big deal all the time. And I, I think that there's like some normalization that should go on with like, because I think a lot of women also feel shame about not carrying to term, you know, or just feel guilt about things that they did in their pregnancy that might've caused that to happen or, you know, it is very calm. I mean, oh, my God. I, I mean, your story is remarkable, but you're right in that there are a lot of women who give birth to preemies. There's a lot of women who are on bed rest in hospitals mm-hmm. or at home. It's like and then you never hear about it again. It's so fucking weird. No, it's crazy. Like we found out about friends of ours whose baby was in the NICU. The baby came at like 24 weeks. And we're like, What? That little baby, that little, you know, rambunctious kid. Wow. We had no idea that you went through the terrifying, harrowing journey of a NICU experience. And it's like, obviously, you know, it's way in the past and your kid's healthy and thriving and maybe not something you want to think about or talk about all the time. But like, gosh, I really hope you had the support that you needed during that time. And, and, you know, I hope somebody fucking patted you on the back to say, like what you said to me just now, Katie, you know, that's, that, that means something to me. Like, wow, you and your husband did that. And I was like, yeah, it was fucking hard. And really fucking scary. 
And it takes time to recover from a trauma like that, you know? Um, and yes, I have all of the resources I could possibly need. And, and so many people don't. I really was excited to have you on specifically. I mean, for so many reasons. But um, I do think such a huge point of this particular episode and having you on is normalizing your experience for women who are on bed rest, for women who don't carry to term, for women who, you know, have um, that water breaks really early. I mean, this is like a thing, guys. This is like a total yeah. thing. And it is not talked about. I mean, I don't think we've ever talked about it on all the episodes we've done of Katie's Grimm at all. So oh, thank no you for being, yeah. no, thank you for being, yeah. I mean, people Happens. maybe have had like, yeah, but it just, it hasn't been the focus of an episode. So thank you so much right, for being right. our um, person. Gateway drug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my pleasure. And you're it's here pleasure. and you yeah. fucking did it. You fucking did yeah. it. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Did you guys have her name pre-planned? Did you have an idea? Did you meet her and know it was her name? Did you tell me about that? So her name, um, okay, we had two priorities. <laughs> And I'll I'll let you guess whose priority was, uh, you know, who, which of us for whom, which of these things was a priority. But like one of them was that we wanted it to sound cool. We wanted it to sound <laughs> like something that, you know, she would like saying, like being called, you know, yeah. when the teacher read out her name, you know, they she wouldn't feel embarrassed. Um, and the other thing was that I, it needed to have some meaning, you know, whether it was a family name or, you know, a, a word or a, a person from history who we admire that was could sort of be like a, not inform who she is because we don't know who she's going to be, but it's the thing you're going to hear the most, right? Let it have some meaning to you that like, that resonates on, on a deeper level, right? It resonates through your ancestry or it resonates through your, you know, unconscious, through your third eye, something like that. So we found this, this word indigo, which we decided would be a cool sounding name, but also has the color and the, the energy of indigo has so many really great properties like it's a the color is used to sort of open up the third eye it's a color of like deep sensitivity favorite color oh really oh you ask him any day of the week what's your favorite color indigo no way oh my god i'm surprised he even knows what the color is peppa pig has a and he and he hasn't watched peppa pig for years but when Indy's into it, Peppa Pig has a song about all the colors of the rainbow. Oh, and cool. indigo was the color that he didn't know what that meant. And so I showed him which one was indigo in the rainbow. And since then, he's been sold. Oh, my God. That's so cool. So speaking of that, I or, uh, kind of um, I remembered after we decided like, oh, indigo, that's kind of a cool name. And Ren is kind of a play on um, one of Pete's names, um, his his first name. So which is Warren. So uh, we kind of made it like so she just in case we don't have any other kids, he's we still passed on part of his family name into, into her name. That's so um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, plus it's a bird and, you know, birds are free and they fly and that's a cool, like, kind of thing to assign to her and, and, uh, let her be inspired by if she so chooses throughout her life too. So, yeah. So the other thing about Indigo was that I remembered after we had chosen that name about this book, my dad was 
is very into um, spirituality, has been my whole life. And he used to take me to this mystical, this mystic bookstore. And I picked out this book once called The Missing Magical Energy. And it was about all of these uh, crystals uh, that unite, the color spectrum unites to like heal planet Earth right? All, we need all of the, the energies of, of the earth and the wind and the fire and the rain. And, and then, you know, all of these powers that, that these colors and crystals represent. And indigo was the missing magical energy. And only once they were rejoined by indigo, could they, you know, work in full force to heal the planet um, in this children's book. So oh, I was like, oh, that's come on. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah, right? Oh, Kelly, this has been so <laughs> moving. I'm like... Yeah. You've always been such a grounded artist to me and such a grounded person. I just, like, really feel your feet under you. And, my God, like, I just think that that has translated. It's one of your superpowers, and it's just really – it translates so well Mm -hmm. into motherhood. I mean, it really – you just seem so – like, this is – I know it it, – this hasn't – this hasn't been always for you, but, my God, like, it's such a fit. Um. Since coming home, what has been the hardest part of parenting so far for you? Guilt. Um, the guilt of like, oh God, it's so brutal. Feeling, oh my God, everything makes me feel guilty, Katie. <laughs> Going to work, staying home, falling asleep, like feeling tired and not having a ton of energy for her. Um, you know, not having read that book so that I, I knew what to do right away when she so- showed signs of being interested in food, like everything. I'm just prone to guilt and shame in the first place. So like, just everything is like a trigger for like, oh, I should have done this differently or, oh, I should have done that differently. And ah, you know, so just it's the guilt. Well, the great thing is you'll get so many fucking opportunities. <laughs> To keep changing the narrative for yourself. Um, What have you been learning about Pete and your own parenting styles from Raising Indy? Are you guys similar? Are you vastly different thus far? Um, We're not vastly different, but I am like, I am a researcher about this and not about everything in life, but I I am a researcher. I wanted like read all the books about this. I feel like I need external expertise. Maybe that's the main distinction. It's like, I feel like I want the help. I like having all of the information so I can weigh my options and really make like an informed choice about how I want to handle this thing or that thing or this thing. And, but really what that does is makes it really hard for me to make decisions. So Pete is very decisive. Director, director. Well, you guys are a perfect fucking, (laughs) in the middle, and what you guys bring is absolutely perfect. What has Indy, what is Indy like as a baby? Oh my God, she is so charming. Oh, because she's a fucking Libra. Yeah. Because she's a fucking Libra, and so are you, and so is my son. (laughs) Charming is a big component of Leah. Yeah. They are fucking charming. Man. She's very social. She Every time she meets somebody new or, or, you know, not new, the usual people coming over to the house and she like kind of waits, it takes a second for them to register and everybody gets a 
big old smile and she's just like hey and she's warm she's got a warmth and like a sense of like aren't we gonna have a great time like she is just uh, she's delightful she's a good hang she is a great hang she's a great hang and (laughs) she doesn't have any consonants yet but when she does I think she's gonna be a great storyteller she is so like she's very observant of how people um are reacting to her you know and she can like turn it up if you're having a good time, you know, if we're all having a good time, yeah, let's keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like she's yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, she's she's going to be a good, good little storyteller. Are you able, have you been able to make time for each other? You and Pete. Um, we have here and there. We are both working a lot um, on our jobs. And then the work of the household is also a lot. Fortunately, we have support, but it it does become really difficult to um yeah to carve out time. But we're we we're doing it here and there, and we have you know some plans for the summer, and um, we'll get there. I I'm not like worried about it yet. You're so fucking in it, yeah, and you're <laughs> yeah. so fucking in it. I mean, yeah. six month old. They say like the first year is just really. It's a lot of adjusting and a lot of priority reorganizing and identity shifting and and things like that. So go easy on yourselves for sure. Kelly, what advice do you have now for other young professionals who are worried about achieving career milestones before having a child? Hmm. Oh, I would say make a plan. I I would say really like do that five year ten year plan thing and obviously life happens and you can't control every sing every single thing that happens but have some idea of where things are going to fall I think I if I could do anything over again I would sort of you know I'm very like oh just let it manifest and things will unfold and just keep putting energy out there and put the work in and things will unfold as they as they will and I I still think that that's true but I also think that if if parenting is going to be part of your life look I'm 40 my baby is six months old I'm like if I had done this younger it would have been easier in some ways I completely fucking agree with you I completely fucking agree with you yeah and uh I, I also know that I'm it also happened at the perfect time because I'm ready with resources in a way that I would not have been 10 years ago and this would have been much harder for me personally 10 years yeah. ago without those resources I know plenty of people do it without it but but just having a, like really get real with yourself do whatever you need to do to get your self-awareness uh together make a plan and see if you can pull it off last question Parenthood is. Parenthood is, I mean, amazing. (laughs) True that. Kelly McCreary, I'm so grateful for you making the time with the six-month-old and you took so much time and care and energy and you are such a fucking glorious mom and we've got to have you back on katie's crib yeah i'd be happy to to hear how it's going and teach me all the ways and um, (laughs) i have a lot to learn from you please and i'm so happy i'm just so happy for you thank you 
Bye. You're the best, Kelly. Bye. You're the best. Mwah. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I want to hear from you. Let's chat. Questions, comments, concerns? Let me know. You can always find me at katiescrib at shondaland.com. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.